listeners welcome to another great podcast i am satavisa today we have with us the founder and ceo of uptime ai jagdish kattu hello jagdish welcome to analytics insight it's great to have you here thanks satavisa nice to be here yeah now can you please give us a brief about uptime ai and what are its services sure sure so um uptime ai is essentially an enterprise ai uh, saas company um, it improves the profitability of uh, manufacturing operations in heavy industries such as uh, power renewables oil and gas uh, chemicals cement and others um so for example if you take um, a 600 megawatt um, unit in a power plant right a single turbine if it fails for a day the business loses over 4 crores of uh, revenue uh, similarly if you take a cement plant 40% of the cost is actually energy so even a 2% improvement in the energy efficiency is going to save the plant right or the business in tens of crores um so the the issue with many of these manufacturing operations is that um, these operations are extremely complex with lot of um, interconnections and um, lot of equipment so what a solution does a solution is an ai based application that empowers the operators in these manufacturing facilities to prevent either these equipment failures and as well as to improve the efficiency of the operations with very minimal effort well that sounds great i'm interested about how does your solution exactly work can you give me some examples and use cases sure sure um so essentially what our um, application does is if you take a power plant or if you take any of the plants right manufacturing um, industries um there are a lot of machines and each of these uh, machines they have certain sensors um on on them now um and these sensors are producing or generating data so our application monitors this sensor data from the entire plant right and our application automatically understands what how the equipment and how the operations are going on so it is able to understand for a given kind of you know load or a given kind of you know outside temperature ambient temperature you know how should the equipment operate and if there are um, any even a small deviation or small changes in the um, in the operations our application can um, detect these smallest changes to and then notify um, the operator saying that there is essentially a particular problem that is happening and our application is also able to explain to the operator that um, maybe you know there is there a possible leak is going on you know in the in the um in the ducts or maybe a possible you know um failure in the filter is um is happening so that operators can then you know immediately take action before the failure happens or before the losses happen right um so th- this is this is how our, our our solution works um you also asked about some examples or use cases so let me take uh, a few so for example in a um, in a power plant our solution was able to detect a problem in a generator almost 10 months in advance uh, thereby saving you know several crores of um, rupees um, similarly our solution also caught um, an issue where uh, there was wastage of steam happening in a refinery 
um, due, um, that was uh, costing the business almost three crores of, an, of annual loss due to excessive steam. Um, sim similarly, you know, in a cement plant, um, a solution also caught a problem um, in, a, in a cyclone, in a kiln, that would have brought the unit down, leading to over a crore of loss. So these are some of the examples, both from preventing equipment to um, equipment from failing, as well as you know making sure that uh, you're using as uh, minimum as possible in terms of um, energy. Well, that sounds really interesting. You guys are doing a great job. Now, I want to ask you that uh, regarding uh, during the time of Industry 4.0, there have been a lot of promises regarding analytics, but now when it comes to realizing that full potential, it has been elusive. Now, what do you think? Why is that? Yeah, this is a great question. See, I think um, probably the whole industry 4.0 and um, and there was a lot of expectation, uh, maybe, you know, almost, I think maybe six, seven years back, right? Uh, this whole uh, moment started and um, However, like you said, the, the reality has not uh, been able to meet the expectations. And um, I would say there are, there are probably two reasons, main uh, reasons. Uh, the first one is very long um, ROIs, you know, return on investment. So many times what happens is um, people start with, uh, start with essentially, you know, adding a lot of, you know, uh, sensors, right? Um, adding a lot, taking up uh, capital, uh, expenses in terms of adding sensors. But one thing I would suggest is, you know, um, in terms from a business standpoint, business is always looking to get um, value out of the investment, right? And, and the sooner you can generate the value, the better it is. So the first point I would say is, you know, instead of looking for CapEx, right? Um, why don't, why don't the businesses should always start looking at um, how can they utilize the existing data? Right. If you look at uh, some of the industries I mentioned, like a power plant or refinery or chemicals, many of these are already on automated control. What, what that means is uh, there are already a lot of sensors available within the plant. So, for example, you know, some of the power plant we work with right, um, in, a, in a five unit power plant, you can have up to 20,000 sensors. So how can you take advantage of that data, right? Um, I would say, you know, thereby you should be able to start generating value without uh, without making a significant capital um, uh, intensive project, right? That is number one. You know, you you have to find ways to reduce the time it takes to generate value, and I think you know um, that is one of the pitfalls of um, of some of the approaches that I have seen in the industry. The second uh, reason why industry has not been able to realize the value is because many of these solutions have um, are lacking operator focus. Uh, so what I mean by that is, you know, when you talk about analytics, right? Yes, analytics is a great approach um, in terms of um, uh, generating insights from the data. However, analytics by themselves are not the outcome, right? Um, analytics is essentially a tool to, um, to get the insights in, from the operations. So it's almost like saying, you know, let's say if someone, I am um, the operator, right? I am trying to get insights from um, insights from the analytics, but um, if I'm not able to understand, or if I'm not able to get the um, the insights, instead I'm getting, you know, analytics, it is not very helpful. So for example, I want a house, but you're giving me all the brick and the um, and the cement and all the all the raw materials for it, um, you know. 
how am i going to use it to actually you know um, build a house because i am not a, i'm not a construction agent so the point is you know um, there needs to be a connection or there needs to be a solution which, which is fully focused towards operator and um, and is able to provide insights from operators and right now majority of the solutions right there is no connection between uh, between the analytics and what the operator is looking for and that's why you know at uptime ai our core focus is um, our solution is specifically designed and built for the operators where we combine the artificial intelligence along with the subject matter knowledge well thanks jagdish for explaining it so well now i am curious how uptime ai is different from its competitors yeah um so basically as i was saying that you know two aspects one you know in terms of the um, in terms of the connection between analytics and uh, what the operators are looking for right instead of saying that um, a um, you know um, putting it in a very data centric approach our solution is more geared towards you know operator centric approach so instead of saying that pressure has increased three times we tell the operator you know there is a filter problem right um, and we also tell the operator uh, this is how you can actually fix it you know you can fix you can try um, uh, step 1 step 2 step 3 to be able to um, you know fix the issue and that is what an operator is looking for in terms of you know what is the problem how can they actually solve it not that you know pressure has increased two times or pressure has decreased three times right um so so that connection between the two is very important and that's what we do by connecting the ai and the subject matter knowledge the second part is that models right or analytics you know they are not um, they are not they cannot be static because you know in in 6 months you are going to maybe the machine operations will slightly change or there is excess there is additional wear or you know you do something in the operation right now once the operation actually changes or the machine wears a little bit more the analytic model has to change as well if it doesn't change then you know it will start giving you wrong results so what happens is there needs to be a connection between analytics and what the operator is looking at um, you know on a on a um, in real time on a continuous basis and that is also something that we provide by connecting the ai and the subject matter knowledge right um, what the operator is doing it has to feed to the analytic and so it is an application focused for operators keeping the analytics in the background right uh, that is number one second part is as i said you know we also provide um, because it is a very operation specific solution meaning you know it is designed for manufacturing operations um, our solution is very very streamlined for uh, for deploying or for deploying in these in this sort of you know or manufacturing plants and because of that we also generate you know we can give very fast uh, return on investment we are not looking at adding any additional sensors we essentially utilize the existing sensors and we are able to generate uh, return on investment within you know let's say you know 3 to 6 months that sounds amazing now you guys are doing an amazing job uh what do you think uh, what do you mean by combining artificial intelligence with the subject matter knowledge can you please explain to me yeah yeah so um it, it was sort of the it is along the lines of um, the example that i gave right um see as a um as an analytics you are processing the data 
right? Um, and you are identifying symptoms in the data. But as a, when you talk about subject matter knowledge, right, um, that is essentially translating that um, symptoms or changes in the data to something that the operator can understand what it is that is happening, because that's what matters for the operator, right? So if you don't connect those, then it is almost like, you know, speaking in a different language to the operator or the operations team. When you connect them together, the whatever you are saying actually makes sense to the operators. So it, as an example, right, um, it is just like if I tell the operations engineer that there is a uh, leakage in the duct or, you know, there is essentially chokage in the in the line, the operator quickly understands what it is, right? However, if I tell the operator that um, there is a um, you know three times standard deviation um, change in the data, operations engineer doesn't understand that, and that's what I mean by you know connecting the data analytics or the AI with the subject matter knowledge, so that you know our application is able to talk the language that operations engineers understand, and that's why we see a lot of the operations um, teams right uh, really like the solution because analytics is in the background it is not the one uh, they are not dealing with the analytics they are actually dealing with the operational insights does that make sense yeah that sounds really great now um, what do you think about do you think that market the market is ready for the ai based operator assistance in india yeah, that's a great question. So, uh, see, I think you know, uh, at the end of the day, right? Um, every business is looking for improving its um, its core profitability, right? Um, and it is natural that economies and businesses um, more, will always move towards you know um, solutions that can give better uh, profitability, better efficiency overall, right? Now, um, if you look at the industry, not just you know, manufacturing, but overall, right? Um, AI has been making waves and making in, in making changes in a lot of um, uh, areas. So, for example, if you look at um, Alexa, right, Siri, where you know language-based um, AI has um, has grown significantly these days, um, the ability to understand language is actually in a in a um, in an AI-based application has almost surpassed you know um, humans. Similarly, nowadays there are you know conversational AI chatbots which are listening to uh, people on the calls and and guiding you know um, guiding the uh, the people in the call centers in terms of you know how to how to converse right. So the point is AI is making a lot of um, lot of uh, uh, increasing the efficiency of um, in different areas. Now when it comes to manufacturing, if you look at let's take the example of power right. Now the power industry is going through a transition because um, there is a lot of renewables coming in, right? Um, and that is changing the market dynamics. Um, and because of that, you know, um, whether it is fossil based, they are looking for more flexibilization, more um, uh, flexibility in operations, right? Um, whether you take renewables, they are also feeling the pressure in terms of the um, in terms of the margins. So they are looking at ways to increase their profitability or increase their margins. Now, how do you actually generate that, you know, um, ex ex extra margins? The way to generate that is by being able to look at the data, look at, you know, um, opportunities within the data and, and squeeze out that little, you know, 2% uh, extra margin or 3% extra margin. 
And in a plant which has 20,000 sensors or, you know, in a plant which has, you know, um, hundreds and, and thousands of sensors, it is humanly impossible for anybody to be able to analyze or to assess or evaluate that data to identify these issues. And that's why, you know, um, modern or advanced analytics and AI-based uh, solutions are extremely important. And at the end of the day, these um, solutions are the, like it says, I mean, like the name says, they are assistants of the operations engineers. They are actually helping them um, to identify the issues so that they can take the quick decisions. So I think, you know, um, and we are already seeing it. I mean, you know, we have deployments that we have made in Tata Power, you know, who are actually leading the industry in terms of showcasing um, how AI-based applications can, um, can transform the operations and can bring, you know, higher profitability. Well, this makes me very hopeful full for the better market scenario in India. Now, these days, a lot of people keep saying that AI is replacing humans. I'm curious about what is your opinion on that? Yeah, yeah. So um, I know that these, um, these fears are real, and I think it is important that we address them in the right way, right? Um, I don't think we are or the industry or the society is at a point where the AI is going to replace humans um, completely. I think, you know, those are um, in the movies, they are great um, as a conceptual, you know, um, uh, conceptual idea. But I, th I don't, I think we are, uh, we are uh, decades um, or, you know, if not, we are years, if not decades away from actually that happening. So right now, if you look at most of the solutions, right, um, whether you look at either um, Alexa from Amazon or Siri from iPhone or, you know, um, some of the AI assistant type applications like Grammarly, they are basically assistants. You know, they are trying to help the humans become or help the humans to be more efficient. So I don't think AI is going to replace humans in the near future. Um, it is um, the solutions that either we are providing or others in the industry are providing. They're all meant to uh, support and supplement the humans so that they can, uh, they can, they don't have to look at the more mundane tasks, but instead, you know, take the insights and do the decision making, right? Uh, which is where, you know, humans can really, uh, uh, really outperform um, the um, outperform, uh, you know, general analytics. Sounds quite interesting. Now, can you please tell me a little more about the evolution of customers from condition monitoring to predictive maintenance through the years? Sure, sure. This is this is quite an interesting journey, right? Um, if we if we start from all the way from, let's say, you know, industrial revolution, right? When people um, started using machines and um, and uh, manufacturing started booming, right? Um, immediately, people realized that we don't want the equipment to fail, right? We don't want the operations to be inefficient because that's costing a lot of money. So the, the first way to address it is by looking at or by measuring certain parameters, right? Um, and that is that, and that's how the condition monitoring started. So to be able to measure the existing um, or the operation or the or the condition of the of the operations or the condition of the machine, right? Now, um, over a period of time, people have realized that you know if if um, if let's say there is only one parameter 
um, a person can monitor that, no problem, right? Uh, they can monitor that parameter maybe, you know, um, uh, every hour, right? Uh, there's no issue. Um, but then, you know, as the, as the plant and the machines, you know, um, got more and more complex, the one signal became, you know, 10 signals and the 10 signals became 100 signals. And now we have thousands of signals, right? And the, as, the, as the amount of data started to increase, um, the need for more um, tools or, uh, or better tools to be able to monitor this data um, started to arise, right? And that's how the condition monitoring evolved from a manual uh, monitoring to a, a more, um, you know, basic threshold-based monitoring, right? Um, wherein, you know, you have a rule which says if this value is higher than a certain number, there's a uh, there is an alert generated, right? To um, essentially where we are now uh, with AI expert and what uptime AI is offering, where we are able to now monitor the entire plant, almost all, you know, um, let's say 20,000 sensors, right? Um, and the solution is able to monitor um, you know, all the 20,000 sensors to be able to identify problems in the operations. And that's the level that we have um, we have reached. And we are not only able to monitor all the 20,000 sensors, but we are able to predict the problems, right, um, well in advance so that operators are much, uh, uh, much more prepared, right, um, to address these problems before they even start, um, start you know, um, hitting, um, hitting the business. And we have seen in the recent, you know, COVID, right? There were multiple um, issues. I mean, there were um, accidents in power plants. There were leakages in chemical plants, especially when um, when uh, people are not um, around, right? Um, it's ve it's very important. It's not only a matter of uh, business profitability, but it's also a matter of you know safety. So it's very important to be able to utilize such um, such technology and such tools um, to improve the both profitability as well as the safety of these operations. Amazing. Uh, now I'm interested to know about some of the challenges that you must have faced during the growing years and how you have handled them. Yeah, yeah. So as a um, as a younger business, right, um, who's uh, trying to, we are trying to change the uh, manufacturing operations. We are trying to make the manufacturing operations more efficient, um, as well as you know, um, make the uh, make the businesses more profitable. Um, so in the process, you know, we are always uh, we have been uh, fortunate to um, be able to um, you know have great team, um, which is uh, which is as dedicated as um, as um, as we are to the cause of improving the um, or transforming the manufacturing operations, and um, and our, our team has put in a lot of effort in terms of you know both. Um, um, the advances in terms of the analytics, we have uh, multiple patterns in the in the space in terms of how we are able to um, help the operators, right? Um, and those are essentially some of the um, hard things where uh, we were able to get, you know, great team. And also, um, we are also blessed with uh, uh, having really good customers like Tata Power who have been, you know, thought leaders in the space, um, as well as, you know, BPCL where, um, we have been able to deploy our solution um, as well as in North America, right? Um, there are clients in North America who have been, um, who are very much interested in, in what we are doing and, um, and getting those 
opportunities to approve the solution, to make the deployment and to show what um, what we can deliver to the business has been very important. And that and, and those are the essentially um, things that have really um, helped us grow during these um, even during the years of COVID. That sounds great. Uh, now, lastly, I want to ask you, what are the future plans that you have in mind for the growth of Uptime AI? Yeah, yeah, uh, thanks. So, um, uh, look, I mean, you know, we are, uh, we have already um, shown that sol our solution is able to um, deliver value and, you know, we have been able to deliver 100% um, ROI within three months of, um, of deployment, right? Um, and we have also been able to showcase that our solution um, is able to solve the problems much faster for the operations teams uh, compared to other other um, other solutions in the market, right? Uh, with lower effort. And so um, right now there is a lot of interest from you know both um, in terms of renewables, in terms of cement. Um, even we are working with you know very large um, uh, clients, you know global clients, uh, both in the U.S. as well as um, in the Middle East, in um, in in Southeast Asia. So we have a very um, uh, exciting. Uh, lineup of uh, clients who are um, where we are going to start working with them. So along with that, we are also looking to grow um, quite uh, significantly, you know, in the in the next year. So uh, we are looking forward to both, you know, from a growth perspective in terms of the team as well as in terms of um, uh, in terms of the client base, you know, across the globe. That sounds amazing. I'm sure this is definitely going to help all of our listeners too. Thank you, Jagdish, for joining us today. It was great talking to you. And I'm looking forward to seeing many more innovative solutions coming from you. Thank you, Sita. It's a pleasure uh, talking to you. Thanks for giving us this opportunity. Um, looking forward to more interactions. And you know, um, do let us know if there are any questions that come your way. Definitely. Thank you.